right, guys. Huge episode of the Nordies podcast. We talk about the big Timberwolves trade. LeBron becomes the all-time scoring leader. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Mahomes an all-time great. And we break down halftime shows. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with the birthday boy, Jimmy Channels. Oh, thank you. Yes. And we have a very special guest today. We have the one and only friend of the pod, Kate Bean. How, how are you doing, Kate? I'm okay, but it's not my birthday. Yeah. Are we still excited about birthdays? No. Is that a thing anymore? Not really, no. Really? I I don't get super hyped about the parties or the get-togethers, everyone come out to the bar type extravaganza, but I am wildly excited about still being <laughs> above ground. Oh. Did, 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 <laughs> yeah. you, did you have that moment? Are you 36? Seven. You're 37. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite number. Oh, is it really? It is my favorite number. That's random. That's the best. You got a couple years before you get there. That's the best you'll year. Make it. You'll, stay, you'll be above ground for that one. I know it. I love a good prime number, but happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys Thank you. for having me. Yeah, we're really happy to have you. We Friend are. of the pod. You've been on a few times, but we've never been on a show together. We have not. So Which is this great. is a first. I'm super excited. All right. Well, uh, before we get into all of our content today, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Sweet. All right, Kate, Kate, have you done that? Free Just lie. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like I'm subscribed am. on Amazon. I'm subscribed <laughs> sure. on Spotify. No, I definitely am. I've I've been here since the beginning and I am elated to be a part of the uh the continuation of your guys' experience yeah. here. Kate, did you know that this is a new era? It's called the attitude era. The attitude of era. The pod? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well you don't have to ask like a bunch of questions about it. Yeah. It's just kinda like the attitude era. The attitude era. Oh the- hell yeah. The, so is there like a catchphrase that goes with the attitude um, era? Not, not yet, but I feel like, Kate, you could work something work inappropriate. Uh, the attitude era, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We've got to get t-shirts. We We've got to get stickers. If you think I'm not going to make them, you're 100% wrong. All right, Kate, that. where can people find you? Where can people find me? Um, I live on a street mm. and it's a small little like apartment. And um, the I can't control the heat very well, and oh. so sometimes I'm sweaty at night. That's where you can find me. All right. Sweaty at night. <laughs> no, no socials for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm Kate Bean. K A T E B E A H E N. You can find me um, Instagram and and Facebook. But who goes there anymore? Does, do people still go to Facebook? Uh, well, I think they usually open up an app on their phone. That yeah. Has, that has <laughs> have you heard of telephones? HTTP. What is that? How do you get the code? What are those two dots? What is that? Come on now. How do I? How do I get this? I'm getting a blocked message. But yeah, Facebook sucks. Um, it's mostly for old people to have fake accounts that then send you another request. I'm very ageist on Facebook. If Even if I'm not friends with you, yep. if you're like over 65 and send me a friend request, I will not accept it. 100%. Because it's probably fake. Okay, so do you have any shows coming up, Kate? I do have some shows coming up. I Thank you for asking. I had a really awesome show last night. I work at Crooner's uh, Supper Club, which is in Fridley, Minnesota, for those of you who are not in the Right team. on Central. Not right far on, from here. Not far from here at all, actually quite close and then um i have a show coming up um at delico arts i'm doing bright star which is a beautiful beautiful show written by steve martin did you guys know that steve martin yeah steve martin plays the banjo and he wrote this amazing amazing show um that it's all bluegrass based uh kind of in the world of a prairie home pan i worked before and um i play the lead role in that show so you can look at delico arts and uh my yeah my social media come and i'll sing you a song it was written by steve martin that sounds great yeah when's it start it starts in the uh, better part of april so we're rehearsing in march opening in april love that awesome we'll have to see it all right uh so we i'm sure people just like tune out sometimes when we talk about what we're drinking but today <gasps> it's kind of weird we are drinking something real weird what are we drinking jim all right so modest teamed up with hormel chili just the chili that you find in the cans. Okay, and I have to stop you. Yeah. I have to stop you because this is going to be a part of me podcast. I did a show years ago called the Hormel Girls. No. <laughs> yes, I 
did. <laughs> and we sang more ham, more spam, more chili in a can, more liver pate. What else do you need today? And it's one of those moments where you're like, do I, am I really singing right now for people who have paid for it? Wow. So this is Hormel? Yeah. yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the connection and I wouldn't have known that. I mean, it's, you know, they're all about the canned meats over there. Uh, so they, it, as a pretty much just a marketing ploy, they came up uh, with Modest and they did this chili cheese brew and it has a, the flavors of cheese, chili, onion. Okay. Um, so I, I love yeah. chili cheese as a flavor. Yeah. Like you're a, a like big a dog. Chili, like, chili dog. I'm a huge fan. Okay. Yeah. Like little known fact about me, now known fact about me, big chili dog guy. But I think my problem with this beer isn't that I don't like the taste because I actually like the taste. It's the smell. Like Ugh. the smell is an issue. I really hate all of everything about like, it. Like when I smell it, I'm like, this is disgusting. And it then when like I tomatoes almost. Oh, I'm really not into it. Um, I like it. I can't finish even this like two ounce pour that I have. James Jimbo looked directly at me, and as I as I took a sip, he was like, "Do you?" Hate and I, I was like, oh, "No, no, no, I don't." Um, I w- I would not say that I hate it. Oh. I do taste the tomatoes, which anyone who drinks a beer and says I get a hint of tomato <laughs> probably uh, would say, "Therefore, I am done." Yeah. Um, I can complete it, but it. It I'm not going to finish it. It has a tomato hint to it. It's fun, and it's amazing that they were able to come up with. A beer recipe that tastes like chili cheese. And yeah. like uh, I think that's the nicest thing I can say about it, is that it's a feat of science. Yeah. So last week we had uh, Jordan Alamat on, and we were talking a lot about the trade deadline for the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Right. And we spent a lot mm-hmm. of time talking about that, previewing it. We were talking about D'Lo having to go. We thought that they were going to make multiple trades. They ended up making probably the second biggest trade of the deadline. Yeah. With the D'Lo trade, yeah. So so uh, the big trade was definitely Kevin Durant heading to Phoenix. Heading to the West and not in the Timberwolves, so not good news. Yeah, so that was a massive trade where um, I listened to the Bill Simmons show where they're cruel to the Timberwolves, and if you're a Timberwolves fan, you know, don't listen for your Timberwolves takes on there. But when they were breaking it down, Bill Simmons put it into perspective. Mm. He said that there were... I don't remember, he said 14, 15, 16, what he called Pantheon players okay. in NBA history. And he said Kevin Durant is in that category of like one of the, you know, 15 greatest players ever. Well, I disagree. Do you, would you put them, I mean, I, I would not put them in that category. 15? Yeah, really? probably. He's like, we'll see he's what like one of the, the all-time career, great scorers in the history of the league. So he's, wow. I mean, at very least, he's in the top 20 at minimum. Okay. And he was going through the list of all players who are in that group who've ever been traded. And the list was like three people long. The last time it happened was Shaquille O'Neal in like 2004. So these players of this caliber do not get traded. And so when I thought about it like that, I was like the magnitude of what that trade is and what it could mean um, is like pretty crazy to the NBA. And so I do think that's a big deal. I do think it makes them instant contenders. Um, Obviously, you're going to have Durant, Booker, Chris Paul, Aiton, and a decent bench to go with it. And they will be the team that every guy who gets bought out is going to try to go to first. Right, which sucks, too, because the rich get richer. Um, yeah. I just can't wait for them to lose in the second round of the playoffs. That's going to be <laughs> that's gonna make me happy. I don't think that they can lose in the second round unless him or Booker goes down. And they very well could. Yeah. Well, I don't want that to happen. I, think I want they them could all get to be very high. healthy with Sky's the Limit, and I just they just can't figure it out. I just don't know who in the West, other than maybe the Warriors, just has the horses to go with them. Yeah, and you think, well, Kyrie and Luka on the Mavs, they're... That's pretty much where that starts and ends over there. It's still mm-hmm. a pretty bare squad. Yeah. Um, and Kyrie's just not that good. He doesn't like, can you really see John Morant taking them down? Because I can't. No. I could see Curry and Thompson and company doing it. I can hear it. John Morant telling everybody he's <laughs> going to, though. I can hear that clear as day. Just not going to happen. So our trade that we do want to talk about here was that the Timberwolves traded D'Angelo <sighs> Russell away from the team. And they D-Lo. brought in uh, Mike Connolly Jr., the 35-year-old point guard. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like mm-hmm. a decent bench piece, and then three second-round picks. The second-round picks, um, it was the year of the second-round picks. Yeah, One guy went for five second-round picks. That's Everybody was trading second-round picks for everything. Um, I think that I'm, I'm happy with this trade. 
I have. What do you think, def- Kate? I, well, I, I, will, I will say that I have gone over the course of four days of being like, I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. Um, we at Headflyer Brewing, where I work, we had um, some bobbleheads that were up that we had to like take down. I mean, what are our our worries? Because my question with friends that are diehard Wolves fans is like, what what do we have to actually lose? Like, what are Jimbo? You and I mm-hmm. chat about it all the time, but like, what are you worried about with this trade particularly? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not really that worried that we got rid of D'Lo. I That's don't think he's thing. anything that special, right? So is that we the 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 height is not high enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on the. I was happy with the Gobert trade just because we swung for the fences on something. Like, but how you have you... to just keep mashing the reset button until something yeah, works, especially really in, in just go big, swing big. Oh, you swung big and missed. All right, well, a couple years later, we'll try it again. So yeah. can I pause uh, really quickly because I I want to get your take on Gobert because yeah. I went hard and now i'm like is is this a total like i mean was that like a total loss probably he seems like a locker room cancer yeah and it seems like maybe his best days on the court are behind him even if he is still a a pretty good player how old is he 31 something like that i mean he's yeah he's probably just on the back side of of his career now and he's going to be paid as one of the best big men in the the whole league which is painful his career is like just standing around by the net. Like he doesn't move that much. It's not like you can lose a step when he doesn't step very much. So here, here's, <laughs> oh, here's big my double. big takes yeah. on, on this trade. One, I know people like D'Lo cause they like to watch um, him score and he, he can do that. Well, he can shoot the ball. Well, he's been shooting over the last six weeks. He's been shooting 45% on threes, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane. Yep. He Correct. can take over games and he can score in bunches. But his problem is, is he doesn't make anyone else better. His game is about him and his stats. His okay. game isn't about making anyone else better from throwing entry passes to lobs. He doesn't uh, run an offense. Well, he is just a scoring shooter. Mm-hmm. And I just think like when you have guys like um, Anthony Edwards on the team, I don't need a whole team of shoot like scorers with him. Mm-hmm. So it, you were going to lose him unless you signed him to a max contract, which no sane team should do. And you were going to lose him for nothing. And you weren't going to be able to replace that salary. So you needed to retain a large salary. And so bringing in Mike Connolly, who, you know, maybe is over the hill a little as a 35-year-old, um, still has a large contract that will carry over into next year. And so that will allow us to more easily re-sign guys like Jaden and Ant. And it will allow us to stay over the NBA's salary cap. On top of that, Connolly is going to be able to be like a backup option to everything that we do. And so we're going to run everything on the offense, mostly through Anthony Edwards. And then we're going to have guys like Gobert and Connolly on the backside of the play. And they're going to run their little two-man pick-and-roll game um, as kind of like a B option to everything in our offense. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself feeling good about this trade, even though Mike Connolly is not a very exciting player to bring in at 35 years old. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that's like, he looks 40. He really does. <laughs> you know he's not one of those dudes you're like, wow, he's 35? Wow. No, dude, he looks he looks like an older uncle. I think this was the Timberwolves telling everyone and telling the team how in they are on Ant and and then Jaden as well. That's good. They were saying, "Let we want the ball in Ant's hands more. So, Kate, would you agree that Ant should be our number one option? Or are you a big cat back i uh i literally was making some notes this afternoon about what to talk about and i you can see it here in my notebook it says i don't like ant <laughs> i literally wrote it out cat oh sorry cat. yeah i was, sorry. Just, I was yeah, like who doesn't like ant like not ant but I, I i don't care for cat um you know i've just i've struggled with ego i've struggled with that dynamic and one of the things is and i i'm the first to admit that i truly enjoy basketball i like watching i love talking to jimbo and my friends and and you know exchanging information but but sometimes i don't have all the numbers together but one thing i understand is energy and i just wanted the trade to bring a different energy and that sounds so juvenile it sounds like we just need a change we Mm -hmm. just need something different in the locker room we need something different like you know with coaching etc i just was hoping that this trade would 
bring an excitement to me, and I feel that excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connolly is not an exciting player. Exactly, and that's right. what, what he's you said. a safe player. Yeah. Like he just is what he is. He's going to show up. He's an all star this year, which yeah. is crazy. Well, yeah. Wait, didn't we not have? We have no one on the all. Right? Well, we do we now. now. Yeah. What happened? Ant made it because a couple people dropped. Like oh, that's Durant right. is out. Steph and is out. Steph is out, and they put Ant as one of the guys. My dad so. can't play. I was. He was hoping I could like put my. <laughs> we went. We went from <laughs> zero to two all stars in the same day. I love which it. Which was nice. So, um, I do think that people are going to be pleased with Connolly, but they're going to miss. Ants, I'm sorry, uh, D'Lo is just filling it up some yeah. nights. Yeah. You're not going to have any 30-point games out of Mike Connolly, but they're hoping He's also that... not going to shoot you know, 19 shots and only make two of them and yeah. kill you because well, you lose yeah. those games when and someone I, does that. I just want to lose the juvenile ego that we've had. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, like, do you guys want to respond on that a little bit? Like, when we look at the last, like, truly four seasons, like the juvenile ego. Yeah, and I've heard that... Um, that the team is really immature yeah. is what I've heard. And I think that the leaders of the team are supposed to be guys like uh, Gobert and Towns and D'Lo. And it doesn't sound like they are good at that at all. Ant is notoriously bad at showing up for not big games. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that like they needed to bring a guy in like Mike Connolly, who is just a respected, loved veteran who is going to come in and not deal with people's bullshit Mm -hmm. so can i bring you back then i have a a question because like i mean the wolves have dealt with this over the last truly 10 years but like how excited we all were for like a jimmy butler to come to the team like do we keep looking for leaders Mm -hmm. we keep looking for people that we've admired from other teams and as wolves fans you say like oh sweet awesome like butler's here now now Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't come to fruition so like what are we maybe focusing on that shouldn't be, in my opinion? Like, bring whoever you want on. But, like, my frustrations, I, I think. I think that it, what it all boils down to, the Timberwolves, is uh, a crappy organization. Yeah. Like, from top to bottom. And they're trying to improve right now. They got new owners in now, right? I think Taylor's it, mostly out of the way. Oh, I think he's still got another all of next year. Oh, doesn't great. he? It's going to be, but I mean, you know. But yeah, it's a process as they're transitioning. I think he has been pitiful. And I think like if you watch on the opposite side of things, like the the Vikings are kind of the opposite end of that. Everything they do is so professional. And I think like it's it's just difficult when guys are part of an organization that is not nearly organized uh, enough compared to the ones that we're against. And I think mm-hmm. like the mismanagement of everything in our organization has been a killer for us for far too long. And so it feels like we are turning the corner and trying to become like a better franchise, which is nice, but it's like, I've lived my whole life watching this team be pretty pathetic. All right, James, I still enjoy it. I was going to say, <laughs> I, uh, I, I do maintain that as I will be the last Timberwolves fan just on the sidelines for $10 tickets being like, go, you're doing a great job. So, James, I want to ask you, like, this sounds negative, but why are we not doing well? What are what can we do? I want I want the Wolves to win. Who do you blame? I think it comes down to the organization, too. Whether, I mean, we had, you know, Rosas in here, and he didn't take it seriously. Like, why don't people take their job seriously here? Mm-hmm. He ta- doesn't, he ha- starts a relationship, starts, like, cheating on the side, gets fired, and we start over in that respect. You know, we bring Timbido in, and we give him the GM job and the head coach job. It all falls apart. He's gone. You know, I... Can I pause the podcast? I, I, I don't because know. Because I can, because I am an actress. You can do whatever you want. Thibodeau or Thibodeau? Thibodeau. Tibbs. Thibodeau. Tib- do you call him Tibbs? Yeah. I... Yeah. I I, do, I call him like the angry fucking walrus, man. I can't stand him. But yeah, I think Can it's you just see Tibbs. his angry red, his red cat, cat. He'd scream oh, with his red cheeks. Yeah, okay. So annoying. Yeah, I mean, it, it does come down to the organization. But, you know, you can turn that around with some winning and maybe that will happen someday. But as long as everybody's having fun, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm the worst Wolves fan out that there because the I demand most... very little from the team. The most dad thing ever said <laughs> in my presence. Yeah. As long as everyone's having I want to see him smiling out there. <laughs> you know, they love to win about half the games, and that's good enough for them. So yeah. the other big thing in the NBA this last week was the probably the biggest record in NBA history falling after 40 years. What is it? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 
most points in yes. the history of her career. LeBron passed him I last week that. in just amazing and dramatic. You it know, was fun to watch. Way. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. All the celebrities were at the game. Everyone was there. He showed up in all black. He had headphones with the point number on it. He was he brought back the headband he used to wear. I mean, he is he has such a flair for the dramatic, and I mean that in the best way. Like he understands how to make a moment special better than maybe any athlete ever. Yeah, and he it wasn't a given at all. I mean, no. tickets for their next game after that in Milwaukee were going for really high prices because he had to get to 28? 36. He had to get to 36. That's not easy to do. And he did it in well, against, three quarters. I mean, against a bad <laughs> team. Yeah, he did it in three quarters hey, right at the end. Against a bad team. And, and here, the, to another point of yours, Eric, that... He wanted to do it in thir- three quarters because he's like, damn, it's getting late on the East Coast. I better yeah. I better do this for everybody. He was like, I got to get this in so, so everyone can watch and he, it. He played awesome. And he was scoring in bunches. He was and- efficient. Like, you could tell he wanted to score, but he yeah. was like an efficient scorer in the game. He was passing when it wasn't a good shot. So and- I, I did hear a few people, and not many. I think most people enjoyed the moment. But some people were like, I can't believe they would stop the game like this. Yeah. It's like, they're just yeah, they aren't. Did. So just if you didn't aren't- watch it, let me just say, they, they did stop the game and it was in L.A., and they had a lot of stuff planned. They had speeches. They had cream came you know, on the court. Like they dropped confetti or whatever. And they it was probably a thirty minute interlude. Yeah, something like that. And I thought it was cool. And then they, I thought it was they get really back and cool. he inbounds the the ball and they do the fourth quarter. So <laughs> I thought um, it was really cool. Yeah. I thought they nailed this. Um, I th- I think it felt like really important. And I think like LeBron, you know, I'm we're not going to go down this rabbit hole again, but it's like what a what a treat he's been as a sports fan. I mean, he just <laughs> he just he just is. He's he's such a role model. He does everything the right way. You can think he is corny. Like you could think he is cheesy. You could think that things he does aren't cool, but he has done nothing but just be an ambassador for sports. He is I don't know. I think he's he he's, builds schools where kids get to go to school free in in Akron, Ohio. I mean, and like we are, we're so ready to compare him to Jordan, but like he's like an entity all of his own. Like he's going to go down as um, uh, the argument's going to be like Jordan's brilliance over a few short periods or the longevity of LeBron, and you're going to have to pick mm-hmm. your guy based on those. You can't just pick it based on titles, in my opinion. And so I think he has a, a legit claim as the greatest player ever. He's going to smash records, mm-hmm. and he's going to leave the game in a better place than when he got there. You know, you bring up an interesting point that as someone who doesn't always have the numbers and the statistics to compare athletes, you bring up a point about likability. Mm-hmm. And I th- when look at players, of course, we, we crush every single number, but there's a likability about about him that is so... Yeah. Um, of course, like... And also one of the greatest players of all time. But, you know, we've all watched the 30 for 30s. We've all. Um, what's the one on Netflix right now? The um, Untold. Have you guys been watching any of those? No. So uh, Netflix has an Untold series. It's like 10 episodes and it's it just highlights Untold stories. The um, What's the name of uh, Mon- Manteo? Manteo. Yeah, Man- yeah, I did. Actually, OK, I did watch that one. Yeah. Um, but they're really well done. But highlighting the actual human nature and i feel like for him when the numbers match the human nature like that's exciting for me as as actor but i like watching that that's another thing that i really enjoy about the nba when people are like oh my god the wolves suck but one thing I like about the NBA is seeing their faces. I know. Mm-hmm. What have you? Because and think, they get their person. Like watching the, them on the bench is almost as fun as watching yeah. the game. Like see how they interact. And watching Reggie Miller like yeah. go and like you know just like flop and like and or who was on the sidelines for the Reggie Miller uh, the Knicks game when he Spike uh, Lee Spike Lee yeah. yes like the drama of sports is is uh, and the fans are a part of the action in the NBA. Totally. Like sometimes too much a part of the action, yeah. but they are. And so I do think like it's a lot easier to be the third best guy on your team and be more recognizable than football players that are totally. stars are. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. So that's kind of we got to kind of wrap up the basketball talk, but lots okay. of crazy stuff um, that's happened there. But we do have to talk about the big huge event, the Super Bowl that happened uh, this last weekend. Never heard of it. A huge game, an amazing game. I thought this was uh, a treat for everyone. Uh, the Eagles end up losing the game 38 to 35 to your Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles scored more points in a loss than any team in Super Bowl history. Really? Yeah. So wait, this- wait. Say that again. They scored more points and lost the game. Like the most what? points for a losing team ever in Super Bowl history. I did not at 35 know that points. stat. So 35-38. Yeah. So they, they showed up. Everybody showed up. Oh, they did. They, uh, except for maybe the... Hertz was just unbelievable. But yeah. Hertz was amazing. Um, Mahomes was amazing. Uh, this was a, a treat. You had special teams plays, uh, defensive touchdown. You had two quarterbacks going back at, and forth the whole entire time. I believe this was the first ever... Super Bowl with two African American quarterbacks as well. Yes, facts. How about that? Which is amazing. And did you hear the really awkward uh, Chris Berman thing? No. Where oh, he God. was like, "This is the first time that two black quarterbacks, two African American quarterbacks, are playing each other in the Super Bowl, and it just so happens that." February 12th is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. What? <laughs> is this a real thing? What? Yes, he said that on the no. coverage of the game. Why? Why? I to disappear. Yeah, <laughs> it was so terrible. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, this was an incredible game. And I think the real thing I want to talk about um, is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So Mahomes, listen to these numbers uh, and you will see that we are watching history here. Patrick Mahomes, six years. I have to take a breath because I... All right, I'm going to take a breath. Okay. You don't like him? Go for it. All right. Six years in the league, okay? Okay. Five years as a starter. Mm -hmm. In his five years, he's gone to the AFC Championship every year. Okay. He has three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, and he's a five-time Pro Bowler. So he's... Easily already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's and easily he's, in the top 20 quarterbacks of all time right he could now. Be he's started five a third seasons. third of his way through his career. He could be a quarter of his way through I his mean, career. I mean, with how things are with with like modern technology and, and health science and our understanding of like training people and healing people. I mean, it's not crazy to think he could play into his early 40s, yeah. which would be another 15 years I mean, he is going to absolutely hammer every record. Let's hope so. Ever. Because guess who holds all those records that oh, we want him to hammer? He's going to blow Brady out of the water. Yes. That's, uh, that's why we got to cheer for him, everybody. Yeah, that's why I've been enjoying it. So I think that the you're watching the greatest football player and one of the greatest athletes ever. And this dude is in his prime and he's getting better. And the only thing that I thought sucked was... His brother and uh, Kel- <laughs> and Kelsey pretending that everyone doubted them. Oh God! Being like I everyone that. doubted us. I hated I was Kelsey's like, post. Like you guys, they go been... to they go to interview the MVP, yeah, the quarterback, Mahomes, and guess who pops in right there with this? Okay, I also rock a fade sometimes, but somehow it looks really stupid on him. Uh, it doesn't Wait. look stupid on you. Okay, thank what you. What is rock a fade? Like, he has, like, the short haircut that's got, like, the faded up, and then he keeps his beard, like, really short, but, like, I don't know what it is about his whole vibe. This is whole the first vibe. time I've heard. So Travis Kelsey comes in, and now all of a sudden he's, like, fielding all the questions yeah. and, like, yelling and doing Mahomes his, like, wrestling, and you know, pro wrestling <laughs> impression. <laughs> he was. And it's like, dude, you're a tight end. And yeah, yeah, you had maybe the best tight end He's a performance I've ever seen in a yeah. in a Super Bowl game. I don't care. You're the tight end. Stop. Stop. Go back. Go we away. We wanted to hear. We wanted to go live to Patrick Mahomes, and he'd be like, "Hey, it's me, Patrick Mahomes." I'm just <laughs> did you guys just, 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 throwing ball, just throwing the ball over place, Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> that's, the hell? that's how we talk. Yeah, we're that working is- on that, but we do have to have somebody <laughs> on the pod that can do a Mahomes impression. <laughs> Did yeah, I mean, hear? it was a pretty good game. It was crazy. That was straight up uh, he's like Cosby. Kermit. He's, like Kermit. Oh, yeah. he's like Kermit. Kermit meets Cosby. And I can do a Kermit, so but I can work on But did you hear it. that one of the uh, the interviewers, um, I, I don't know who they represented, doesn't matter, but they said, hey, did you hear to him in a, uh, I, I don't know if it was post-show or not, Rihanna said you're her favorite, you're, the, you're, you're her favorite uh, uh, football player ever. And Mahomes was like, 
really her yeah. and he's so genuine he gives this like really he nice genuine beautiful beautiful genuine response he's like hey if she says that you can see it in my smile yeah. you can see it in me and whoever the reporter is like dude i just i'm made just that fucking up. with you <laughs> and he's, he's like, like oh wow okay you got me up here smiling <laughs> yeah that was pretty good but what a dick, dude. Don't <laughs> tell him that. Move. He's like, dude, he's incredibly rich. He's on top of the world. He's one of the best athletes ever. He's but so talented. That's one thing that you can't, he can't just get is the adoration of Rihanna. So that he was dangled <laughs> in front of him as like something he can't just buy. That's rough. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, you were watching greatness. He was like, the, they were down 10 at halftime. And I still kind of thought Mahomes is going to get him right back in this thing. And he did. Um, on the last drive, he had the big long run uh, with the yeah. with the bad ankle. He yep. ran the fifth longest run in his career. I think it was like 26 yards. Um, that was a c- absolute crucial play. And then everyone is upset about the holding call. Right. Yeah. And my take on that is, um, as someone who was cheering against the Eagles, I thought it was a great call. <laughs> but if I were an Eagles fan, I would be real upset. Yeah. No, really, I get it. Really, really, really mad. Yeah, it was pretty soft. Um, I think that the, the, the right call is no call mm-hmm. there, um, but it happens and you have to be, you have to be better than that margin of error and they were too close. So they didn't go and win the game in my opinion, because those things happen every game. It's just, that was at a pretty crucial time. It was at a crucial time. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't bothered by it. I just, I, I, I thought you can't change the rules. I think I'm more offended when the rules get changed. Like I, like this cliche drives me insane. You got to let the players play. I'm like, do we? We got to change the. We have to swallow the whistle at the end of the game. It's like a guy goes to the hoop at the end of the game and gets slapped on the arm and then doesn't score. But that was the players playing. It's like all game that was a foul. Yeah. And so I I disagree. Um, I think it just was unfortunate that that's how the ending of the game was. Yeah. But it was probably the right way. So, uh, Chiefs. No one will ever doubt them again. They've gone to the AFC Championship five years in a row. They have the greatest quarterback maybe ever. And good for them. Good for them. Are they, uh, is this dynasty now? I mean, they're pretty much as dynasty as you can be. I mean, if they go to the AFC championship or go to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl again, I mean, they're probably the best dynasty ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. If you went six years in a row to the AFC championship game or, you know, four Super Bowls in six years, I mean, that would be a run that we have never seen. And no reason to think that they wouldn't. No reason to they're think they're going to they be, I, you know, like they're going to start next year. Conference. They're going to start next year with a good roster, a great coach, and the best player in the world. Vikings are going to take them down next year. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Ty. I will say this too. I've heard a lot of uh, Eagles fans pity party. Right? Lots of podcasts. Lots fans. of people. Oh, it's so hard losing the Super Bowl. I said today. I have no sympathy for anybody losing anything unless they're from Minnesota. If you don't know what it's like to live in Loserville, then I don't want to hear it. It's like the Eagles fans are like, what a hard year we've had. We lost in the World Series, the MLS championship, and now the Super Bowl. I'm like, motherfucker, you guys won the Super Bowl five years ago. Right. And they were there. I would lose every year and never go to the playoffs again if we won the Super Bowl one time. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what these people are talking about. If we won the Super Bowl one time, would you let the team leave the city? (gasps) Maybe. Wait. Just to get one. If we say, say like, the Vikings are sold to some city that doesn't have one. I probably couldn't do that. Is that a... Let's put I don't know. I think I'd rather have (sighs) one Super Bowl than a lifetime. I don't think I could. Almost. Absolutely not. And we'd get a new team. I mean, I also, like, I have to be honest, like... I wouldn't know what to do if we did win the Super Bowl. Like, part of my identity is, like, tortured sports fans. So yeah. I don't know what I would do. I, what would I complain about? I would love to put Get that out Vikings there. Get some Vikings tattoos, for sure. <laughs> tattoos would for sure happen. But I would love to put that out there to any listeners. Just, like, is our identity just we don't yeah, win? Yeah, it is. is it, and, yeah. and once we win, like, do we all just then, like, not get to complain about anything like here's like let me pitch it to you like all of a sudden the twins <laughs> win the world series or finally the wolves go do like they barely make the playoffs do we all have to like resign our like you know us we're just the minnesotans who and never win no no respect for flyover country <laughs> exactly. after all so yeah, it's, it's i mean i would be just sports it would be like it, you know if then god came to me and said you have one wish you can have anything you want and i said so the vikings won the super bowl and then he'd be like yep and i'd be like then i'll have a coke as a <laughs> <laughs> wow 
So uh, then I have Boondock to ask Saints. both yeah. of you, um, as a new guest on the show, who would you choose to be a champion? I mean, I feel like I... Viking, I, I, yeah. Come on, now you can't say it that fast. <laughs> That's not close. Let her, let her set up. Vikings? I mean, oh, it's not close. So... For me, I'm really torn. I think that the Vikings and the Super Bowl is such a big deal that yes. I think that's got to be the answer. Yeah. Okay. And they've had this long history. But it, I think personally it would be way more fun for me for if the uh, Wolves did. Because you get up to seven games. You know, it's a long, all, all these games. I really, really love the NBA playoffs. So that would probably be more fun for me. But I would actually pick the Vikings. It's a, just a bigger deal. The Viking, like... I bet you if Minnesota was forced to choose, right? If we all had to go to the polls to vote and our choice was Which everyone all should other go vote, please yeah. thank you. Yeah, still vote. Still all vote. other World's teams not that broken. All other teams stay in Minnesota, but you lose the Vikings, or the Vikings stay and you lose everyone else. <laughs> I think the Vikings would win that vote. I'm yeah. like pretty confident that they yeah. would. So uh, all combined fan bases. Yeah. 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 You're, you're I think totally people right. would vote to keep the Vikings and let everybody else walk. I think that this town cares so much they want the vikings to win a super bowl so badly and we've been close so many times and always just ends in tragedy and so i i would pick that in a second um and it's like it's like what you know friend of the pod phil mackey before i die you know yeah just love phil mackey shout out to him (laughs) by the uh, way follow phil mackey on uh any sort of do you guys do you guys like shut him out on here yeah Yeah, no he's he's been on the pod he's been on the pod a couple times and he's coming back he's moving back to minnesota yes he is and he's coming to do the pod in the spring awesome so in like uh i'm gonna let him get settled you know but phil we're coming for you a couple months phil mackey great guy okay um let's move on to the halftime show okay so this is where the real action happened. This was where the real action was last night. This is what everybody was talking about. Rihanna coming out of uh, hiatus, a ten-year hiatus. Hiatus for sure. Um, yep. You know she's got businesses and she's insanely really rich, insanely rich and famous. Yeah. She comes out of her uh, musical hiatus and then puts on a an interesting, I thought pretty good halftime show. What were your guys' uh, thoughts on this? Kate, you want to go first? I will go first um, because I don't want to brag, but I know some. Yes. I was super excited and elated to watch the show. I am going to do, I'm going to do a bit. I'm going to do a bit. I'm going to toss it to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, what was the most important? I will start. Listeners will be disappointed in me, but my first impression. Yeah. Oh, they were great. So I think wait, that's. Wait, wait, what you have to follow the bit. Okay, the bit. What the is the best you... part? Was the platforms. Oh, platforms. Okay, Jim, go. Um, so I can't pick the if choreography. Nope. Now I chose it. Uh, Rihanna's makeup looked fantastic. Her Fenty <laughs> that she did during during the show <laughs> to plug it. I, I was gonna pick choreography too, but not necessarily her choreography because she had to do a very um, you know, limited version of it where she's moving just her foot and then she's kind of bobbing her head. Uh, but everybody around her with their, their crawling and their, I, I don't know. I don't Gyrating. know dance. Okay. I, I don't know that. Gy- Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they lifted legs. They, they moved there. their arms a little bit. Um, I just thought that was amazing. That, that actually was really, really cool and kept me interested in, you know, what was a pretty tame and sort of very expected show, I thought. What do you mean by expected? Well, there wasn't there wasn't really any surprises, right? There was I, there was no features. I was there, disappointed by that. Yeah, she's she's collabed with everybody, right? And I just really her, was like, a lot okay. of her biggest songs were Eminem or with Jay Z or with you know Drake, Kanye, which probably was going to happen. Drake for sure could have shown up. Uh, so I, I would have loved to see that, especially with the limited role that she had to have being pregnant. Like, yeah, sign- you know, I just think like, like when I think of the Super Bowl, like I actually thought she was better than I was even expecting. I, I didn't realize how many songs of hers I knew very well. All right. right. So here, here's where I here's where I jump in. Am I allowed to? Yeah, yeah. let's go. All right, let's go. So um, I was in a similar boat where I th- Rihanna has so many tunes I forgot that I knew. yeah and I I went online and I thought oh god like I felt that her show was a little bit lackluster and I thought but you know what she's created this music but then I found out she wrote none of so none, none of them but now I 
I was careful and I did my research and um, the people that have done most of her production are Stargate. They're from Norway. We have Tor E. Hermesen and we have Mikkel Eriksson and they're a uh, production company that is based out of, um, of Norway. And they wrote Don't Stop the Music. They wrote Rude Boy. They wrote um, Only Girl in the World. They wrote What's My Name. They wrote S&M. And they wrote Diamond. Wow. So, so she did most of those in that's the show. Exactly. And so a, a question and for listeners, if you guys want to chime in on this, uh, the question for me is like, when you see these producers and composers who created these tunes, what uh, what is Rihanna doing? And so not even commenting on her, um, obviously, if she's carrying a child and doing an amazing job doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what that's like. But she did not tune. How does that, yeah. I mean, for you, how does that resonate with you? Um, I just keep thinking about, like, how... Um how famous there are you know like how rich and famous there are people in the world that like i've never heard of and these writers what are they stargate 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 yep stargate they fall into that category where they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars because they have written everything and i don't know i mean i guess i i I don't know i guess it just just works for me yeah so here's one thing that i said to Jimbo James. I call him Jimbo. You, yeah, that works. Everyone, everyone go online and call him Jimbo. Um, if I were My, to ask... Uh, Mac decided to give me a new nickname, what? and he's calling me Jimmy Chungus now. So Your I, child There's is a lot gone. worse things it could be. <laughs> Jimmy Chungus. All right, so I will ask you, do you know the name Max Martin? No. No. All right. Max Martin wrote... Are you ready? Yes. Last Friday night. Okay. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Yeah. He wrote, shake it off, shake it off. Okay. Uh, Wait, I thought that was, I thought Taylor wrote all her own music. Um. Oh. Hit me, baby, one more time. Okay, okay. So what? You, what is it? What is she saying? So what? You da 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 da. What else Pink sings? Oh, God. I don't know so any So raise your songs. glass if you are wrong. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. Can't feel my face. We okay. are never Weekend. getting back together and can't stop the feeling. These are only the top noted songs that i'm assuming everyone right now in your car on your podcast however you're listening you're thinking i know all of those songs his name is max martin he's from sweden and you why are the swedes so good at writing music <laughs> swedes the and Norwegians Nords. and the swedes i just am curious about um this like idea of people writing these tunes and then rihanna just wears a beautiful red coat and just like floats presents down. them i yes. think that yeah. the thing is though doesn't is even like, necessarily perform them as much as it's like a presentation yep you know she doesn't necessarily have to sing because it's the track is there sometimes she chooses not to sometimes she does um yeah i think that different. these what you don't think about though is that those people make more money than most of the artists that they write exactly. music for yeah. so they're kind of like fuck it i could go on tour and make you know and be on this grind to hopefully make it or I could just make everyone's music and just do it permanently and just rake in money yeah. being a star maker. Yeah, and how easy <laughs> it would be to just like pump them out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your guitars right now in your basement, understanding that like I could go into a studio and crank out last Friday night. I can crank out, uh, you know, hit me baby one more time and then I can pitch it to... God, I'd love to see that. <laughs> if I see, see, I think that if you are if you get invited to, to meet this dude, you get to like, he's like, all right, I think this, this, and this could be all, all be your singles. They each cost a million dollars. Yeah. And they're a hit. And if I had like my talent and like Jim's looks... <laughs> fuck i could do it if, if megan trainer can go from songwriting if i had to being a million a if i had a million dollars and jim's boyish good looks <laughs> even at 37 wow, and my talent wonderful. boom star done well, oh yeah i think so too i mean i would swap those actually but. i i have a buddy who works for a high named um uh musician and he said that the people that write these tunes um if if any of them are envious, it's because they have the looks make it, and the rest of them are just rolling and walking yeah. directly to the bank. When yes. are you going to hook it up so Nick <laughs> Jacobs and Larson comes on the pod? you got to yeah. just put the word in because he has to have insane stories by now. I saw a picture of him and Paul McCartney working together in the studio, and that's like an Anoka, Minnesota guy, so yeah. we got to get him on. Dang, we, we, do. we got, uh, yeah, both James and I, what do I do when I'm on here? I call you Jimbo? I, I, I can't, you're really struggling with it. I'm just enjoying that, so just... <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Um, our dear friend, his name is Nick 
Jacobson Larson, and he works for Michael Bublé. He has composed um, a ton of things for for theater, and he just wrote, yeah, he just wrote that. Uh, what is it again? The Hot Wheels the movie. The Hot Wheels movie, which is actually probably going to be a hit because these Hasbro movies are actually doing well. So, yeah. but he was the one to say, like, hey, I'm behind the scenes sometimes, and I, you know, I I write and cash the check. I don't need to be, but I did feel a little bit like Rihanna specifically. It was just like. I mean, I don't know. Her lip singing for me <laughs> was just a little bit problematic. As like a stage actress who's up there like dancing, singing, acting and live. And you can't. Like, I know. But she has a baby. It's a different vibe. Hey, were we. Was anyone concerned about the floating? Like, yes. The yes, whole time. The whole, I'm like, don't fall. Don't I fall. saw someone yeah. almost fell. Yeah, yes. but they were but they were wired in. Were they? Everybody all, was wired in. Okay. Yes. They were all connected. Yeah. I don't think I'd go up on one of those. I would not. Oh, you even would. wired in. It'd be fun. Why? I, I hate heights. Oh, okay. All right. Not a heights person. So I want to uh, propose and like just like truly talk about like who are the people that are putting these devices together? Like who are the people that are making sure these are safe? Who oh. are making sure that like when Rihanna gets strapped in, she's not falling yeah, I off. I know, right? I hopefully they? different people than like did the Pepsi show with Michael Jackson where he got his face <laughs> burned off. Oh no, he did. <laughs> yes, you Pepsi. don't know about that. That's this? probably no. he probably made more money from Pepsi than he ever did off Thriller because like right. they paid him out. So I want to know. Uh, we're gonna go through a few of the great uh, halftime shows ever. Oh, go for it. I love okay. it. Oh yes. Um, oh oh, I have one. Okay, I hope you bring it up. Okay. Okay. Go. So my you parents were at the Super Bowl. When they had the Indiana Jones show. Do you guys remember this? No. What? what? Yeah, it was no musical act. It was uh, Indiana Jones, and it was like an actor being Indiana Jones and going into like a temple, and then there was like the ball chased him and stuff. Is this, this is just at MGM Studios. It was in 1995 Super Bowl. It was the 49ers versus the Chargers. But it was a made, it was not the It was real? like a show that they put on at halftime. And but they it, had it on TV too? Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't, um... You know, it's like a guy playing Indiana Jones. I wow. am more curious as the story of how your parents got there. Who's My dad's job. He was always getting tickets. He's been to probably five Super Bowls. Okay, well, now you're bragging. <laughs> I've been to one. Okay, well, hey. he's hey. literally now, raising actually, his Okay, hand. now you're bragging. Yeah, now I'm now bragging. He's actually raising his <laughs> <hand>. so, <laughs> so let's throw that one out. Okay, that so we can't rank that, that one. one. It's too cool. Not... That's number one. So easy. you had okay, uh, Prince is one that everyone talks about. Oh, I thought it was an all-time great. Prince in the rain doing Purple Rain was was late in his epic. life too. Yeah. Very late in his you life. You didn't love that one? I loved it. Kate, have you watched it on YouTube and it's it's stupid? Am, and I should go back and look and see. Am I the only Minnesotan? Don't Everyone do it. take a breath. Don't Everyone do take a breath. That thinks. Am I a person that thinks that it was not? I just thought you were gonna say Prince is like overrated in well, general. Well, or that something. too as well. Oh shit! <laughs> Prince is less overrated than the Beatles. Oh. Wait, wait. Say that sentence again. He's less overrated than the Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles are more overrated. Yeah, Beatles are overrated. They are. Thank you. I can you. drink to that. I can. Jesus, How many Super Bowl halftime have they done? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think that last year's Super Bowl halftime show was one of the all-time greats. That was Justin, right? Uh, no, that was... Um, oh, sorry. It was Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah, that's Snoop Dogg, right. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Yes. Uh, 50 Cent, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I think the collab stuff is, and like the surprise appearances, like uh, 50 Cent showing up upside yep. down was so great. I thought the Kendrick bit was great. I thought Dre on the piano was amazing. I thought Eminem taking the knee was cool. I thought everything about it was just amazing and a real tribute to hip hop music, West Coast hip hop, and you know what music from Los Angeles it can, it can be and is. So I thought that was amazing. Um, I loved this cheese ball one. Okay. It was um, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Nelly, and Aerosmith. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and didn't, did, weren't the, um, it was, was it NSYNC? Did the Backstreet Boys also come out or was it just NSYNC? It was just NSYNC. And, and then, they sang Walk This Way, Talk yeah, This Way. Oh, every, yeah. They all did. Yep. With, yep. with Run back, DMC was probably out there too. I yeah. Guess. And it was yeah. like Britney Spears and Nelly, I remember. And it was really bizarre. But I was into that one. <laughs> I was at the one with Timberlake and I hated it. So boring. Boo. Did you even realize the Nipplegate happened live? No, no, no. I was no, at the one that, that one. was oh just Timberlake. Oh, <laughs> boo. I love the ch- <laughs> Nipples. Triple thinks that Nips. you were there for the Nipplegate. <laughs> Nipplegate was, was critical to pop culture. You were probably like eight years old. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Is, 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 hey, can we talk about Nipplegate? Yeah, Are you allowed to say absolutely. that? Absolutely. I, I want Planned? to. We free the nipple on this pod. Um, I mean, that's why we're not wearing shirts, but you are required because we're not there yet. 
All I know is that <laughs> Nipplegate was so planned. And my favorite part was that they just were like, wardrobe malfunction. What what was supposed to happen? Right. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting with pop culture, those phrases that are just war, wardrobe malfunction. That's what they said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of us, even at the age of 14, 15, 16 years old, were like, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. yeah. We, th- this, was, this was completely planned. Yeah. It was a rip-away panel. But who with planned a it? Big Sun nipple ring um, on it. Like, both of them? He was, yeah. like, he was like, I'm in a boy band, but I want to be edgy now. And he she pretty was much like, used her, and then she got all the blame. And then she was like... Just like he did with, with Britney. Just like he yeah. did with everybody. He wanted to be edgy because he was the like little boy band guy and she wanted to get back to relevance and i think it worked for both of them hey we stand nipplegate so i I do want to talk about like halftime show and i do want to talk about the technicians and people that 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 bring it together i mean what the heck is actually going on how do people set up these stages truly in In, 15 20 minutes and then and then feel safe about it yeah I mean, who's who are we? Who does it? And then you put like it takes pregnant Carnies, Rihanna up there. It like, takes Jesus. Carnies two days to set up a, a carnival, and I don't feel like that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the best of the best Carnies, oh. dude. Okay, this ain't your average okay, Anoka County let, Carney. Let me do a, a around the table again. Then, what's the least safe ride you've ever been on at a carnival? All of them. No, you have to <laughs> I don't know one. if I've ever been on one that was safe. Um, the the least safe uh it's that one that they always show online that's rocking back and forth and like the people have to run and grab it you know you know what I mean? like <laughs> yeah. this one this one where they go like this <laughs> yeah i'm trying to show it's like a you can't see it it's but a cart moving in a 360 and every like every 3 months there's a video of like look at these brave souls who ran and jumped on it before it flipped over yeah. and here rihanna was like i'm fine on this platform what is the one Chimbo, you can help me where you're just like, you stand on the side of it. The Gravitron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Gravitron. And just, you just trust force. And you, there's no belt. There's nothing strapping you in. It's as fast as possible. And there's like one guy that's like super stoned that works there. He's the carny. And he's in the middle, which doesn't really spin, right? But he's yeah. not looking up. Like, what was the yours? kids can do whatever you want. You could just run along the side. That was pretty great. And what, that's what that was, was your least like your scariest. You know, I, I think Rihanna anything you go up, you go up high enough, it's dangerous. And you're like, some the, dude, the whole thing's in a tip. Some dude put put the screws for this yeah. in a bag and yeah. then that's traveled across state lines. With and it. if they were missing a screw, he didn't make a big deal out of it. They like, just yeah. put it together without that one. Whatever, it'll be fine. <laughs> They'll get it on the road between the next stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Oh my god, you know it. That's what Rihanna was thinking, and she's like, "Where are the screws?" But that's what I was thinking during the halftime show. I was like, "Is she is she locked?" Like, so I think I just before we move on, I just want to say I didn't hate this. I actually think she did a good job. I liked most of it. It, The visually was very cool, and it was way better than Maroon Five and Coldplay. Oh, way. There's been some shitty, shitty bands that have done this, and coming off last year made it tough because I was like, that was such a spectacle and so fun. This was more just like. Oh, wow, she's got a lot of good songs. She does, you know, 25 seconds of each. All right. Um, So a little bit disappointing, but maybe only because last year's was so fire. I agree. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Thanks to Kate for coming on. Um, It was a great episode. We we liked it so much. We're going to have another episode with you on it later this week. We want to do one more. So we're going to do another one for you guys this week. So make sure to check that out. And otherwise, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. 